amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re rate, re review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast on the planet, bigger than Oprah. Mikey A, why are you laughing? Billy, why are you sitting there filled with shame? We'll start with Mikey A first. Go. <laughs> I've just got serious deja vu, that's all. <laughs> yeah. What happened, Billy? I mean, what happened well so we uh welcome to stupidity we're gonna talk to julia sunday about robot umps yeah again uh here's what happened i didn't hit record because we just recorded uh i'll tell you what we were doing we recorded an entire episode of god bless football and then we stopped down in between to save the files and then we just did a great intro and outro fantastic uh to stupidity And then I looked and I was like, you know what? I don't think I started recording again. And as we're recording this, I'm still not sure. It's possible that we did and we're just doing two intros. Uh, But it's it's more likely it's more likely that we didn't. So don't worry. This is not the first time this has happened to me. This happens to me all the time when I'm doing cameos. Not that I forget to record, but I'll have an alarm go off or something will happen that stops the recording. So then I need to redo the cameo. What is your strategy when you redo it, Stugatz, like a cameo, because something has stopped recording? Do you try to do the exact same thing again or do you just like start anew? I start anew because I'm winging it. And so, yeah, it's hard to like really pick up from where you got cut off but it is frustrating to get cut off like mid cameo or realize 30 seconds in oh man i haven't hit the record button you know yeah that hasn't happened to me yet i'll i'll usually be up front kind of how we are about this intro like hey this is the fourth time i'm doing this because i had like a problem or my phone died or whatever um so yeah we're gonna be honest with you here the last time we talked about this we talked about sugats's upcoming vacation we talked about the Heat and the Panthers losing, how we felt about that as a city, how we yep. sp- felt about that as sports fans. We gave our thoughts on going to the beach, all of us. So if you want, mm. we can rehash some of that. 
I can just very quickly tell you, I don't go to the beach. I showed Mikey A my arm and how pale it is and say that even though I used to work at the beach, I don't go to the beach anymore. And Stu God said, you live, you work five minutes away from the beach now. You could just go. And I said, it's going to be hard for me to explain to my family why it is that I'm not home because I decided to go to the beach for two hours after I was working all day long. Stugatz doesn't like going to the beach. Mikey A doesn't like going to the beach. Mikey A is about to go on vacation to the beach, but he said he's more than happy to work while he's on vacation at the beach just to not go to the beach. So that was kind of our beach talk that we did. You sound like my kid recapping an entire movie to me, where you've yeah. given me a whole bunch of little bullet points just rapid just, fire. I love it. Just to be clear, Billy is recapping what we already did as it opened for stupidity that he didn't record in a way that's not nearly as entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to go through it quickly, which is kind of <laughs> counterproductive right. because, like, it. what yeah. does everyone get out of a three-minute recap for something that they've never heard? I'm just – if you want to know, also – we have Sugatz's tour stops and where he's going to be going because he's about to go on vacation. Yeah, I'll be going uh, to New York, the Northeast. The one consistent thing through both pregame shows is that Finney is barking. <laughs> yeah, oh, Finney made Finney made an appearance. Finney laid on the Jets blanket. I said, don't sleep on the Jets. My wife gave me the loser game show sound. We started talking about me going up to Saratoga, me going to City Field, me going to Fenway Park. How many dead shows are you going to go to, Stugatz? How can you fly so much? You're 50 years old. It's bad of the body then i said i'm going to san francisco three straight not going to miss the final three then we started talking like robots <laughs> oh yeah we did talk like robots also yeah. emma slammed the door and that's right. why finney started barking right. yeah. and then we asked was it emma was it rachel and he's like it's emma and we're like oh so he got extra mad because it was emma because emma hasn't won a national championship and then stugatz showed off his lacrosse national championship merch that he got he told us he bought a bunch of hats and t-shirts for everybody in the family because yeah. Rachel gets some NIL money. So, by the way, and we've been told multiple times not to do this, but if you go browsing just now and you buy some Emma Wiener gear, or Rachel Wiener gear, I should say, uh, she gets some money out of that. So if you want to walk yeah. around with a jersey of Stugatz's daughter for whatever reason, which is kind of weird, but Joe gets nice of you, something, yeah. something out of that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And then I, I asked you guys about uh, losing two championships yeah. in 24 hours, and you told me that you couldn't really enjoy it because you were up late each night watching a game, and the effect of one game sort of made the effect of the other game not as much. So if yeah. one team won and the other team lost, and that you kind of were really more into the Heat one, but you wanted the Panthers to do well, but neither team was kind of supposed to be there. So yeah. you kind of were just happy to be where, as far as you got. And then I asked you guys about Father's Day and if you had any big oh, plans. Yeah. You guys had mentioned that you know father's day sort of snuck up on you and now we've done a recap of the whole intro we did i'm glad you yep. brought that back up because we didn't really get to father's day so stugatz is going to a concert what are you doing mike are you doing anything uh i am uh, not i think uh i think i have to go celebrate my father-in-law i think i have to go cook uh, you know, for for him. So I think that's. Oh, yeah, what are we been cooking this work time? On Father's Day. What are we Steaks. doing this time? Steaks. Steaks. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch the the gift of silence is always a good gift. So I Same. get silence. Yeah. I never get U.S. It, Open on Sunday. I'll get silence, and then I'll go to a dead show Sunday night. It's going to be a glorious, glorious Father's Day. I'm looking forward eh, to it. There's other gifts you want on Father's Day. <laughs> My wife would rather buy me something. Talking about drills again? <laughs> you got it. Oh, he's talking about a drill, okay. <laughs> Drilling it. What do you mean? 
Who are we having on? Julia Sun's <laughs> going to join us to talk about robot ums. Oh, and in our first intro, we decided it'd be funny if we did the whole interview talking like robots, but we yeah. already did the interview, and we didn't think about that when we did the interview. No, we said the whole open, and given a second opportunity to do the open again, we decided not to. Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> to recap it. Should we in do fact, it again? We talk less about like robots in this intro than we did last intro. <laughs> Should should we record a third intro and talk like robots the whole time? Go f- yourself. Whoa. That's a bit much. Harsh. Uh, so Mikey A asked how it felt out here uh, to lose two championships. This is how it feels. We are sprinting quickly away from that and to baseball. And not the Marlins. Robots taking over for umpires. That's where we're going. Uh, Billy, you don't like this. You're a traditionalist. There's no way you like robots being involved in baseball, right? I like the idea of actual robots on the field. Right. Umpiring games, but it's it's not that fun. Spoiler alert. It's like computers and cameras and... <laughs> algorithms. Oh, algorithms. Oh, God. It's but summer. You- we need to stop talking about algorithms. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but Julia's son is fun. She's great. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, she will talk to us about umps, robots taking over for umps, and robots really um, taking over the entire world. It's frightening. It's coming up. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. Listen, I got a lot of fun times coming up here. Summer's coming up. I have dead and company shows. I have lacrosse celebrations. I have March Madness. So much fun coming up. And I'm going to do it all with friends, family, and ice cold Miller Lights. Miller Light keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Julia Sun is going to join us. She's a uh, reporter. She's a television host. Uh, she's reporting on the ABS system in, in AAA baseball right now. It's basically robotic umpires. I want to ask Billy and Mikey A., Julia, before we get to you, because they are big-time baseball fans. So, Mikey A., I will start with you. How do you feel about this? It's in AAA right now. I suspect it's going to be in the majors at some point. How do you feel about it, Mikey A.? I, I I lean towards not. I lean towards keep 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 the human umps. All right, Billy. That's where I'm at. You know, I, we want to get the calls right, right? But 
liked when the managers would go out and they would argue and throw bases and kick dirt and all that stuff. And I feel like the robots are coming for the fun and that in baseball. <laughs> Julia's son, are the robots coming for the fun? Tell us. Uh, I I don't know, but I do like the technology because it's going to improve accuracy. I mean, it's been called the future of baseball, guys. We all knew this is coming. This is unavoidable. And to me, this is really a real world example of using technology to solve a what I call a rather frustrating and occasionally entertaining problem. Uh, this problem has been around forever. Uh, bat ums calls are just part of a baseball game. It's very much like me standing in line to get my beer and my hot dog. Um, but accuracy has become a point of frustration for fans, for players in nearly every game. And MLB, they introduced this um, ABS automated um, ball and strike system to increase accuracy and uh, reduce delays. Um, it's basically for you, know, you guys have seen it, um, but for our listeners who haven't seen it, it's basically like a bunch of surveillance looking cameras at the top of the bleachers. Um, I was hoping maybe it'll be like an R2D2 cruising around the home plate. That would be really fun, yes, but that's yeah. not it. That's not right, it. Mm, right. right. It's watching the game in real time. It's I, I don't think this is a case of a dreaded robot takeover because mm -hmm. the human umps they're still working with the technology you can work with each other not work against each other and the umps they're still standing where they usually stand um the cameras at the top bleachers they detect the strike zone based on the player's height well we'll talk that a little bit more because i think that's where some you know wiggle rooms or mistake could be shenanigans made. but yeah exactly so once it determines whether it's a ball or a strike a robot voice tells the up oh through a you know a mic a ear mic that he is wearing and he lets everybody know that's basically how it works and uh, with any system it, it's a software there could be problems computer could go down wi-fi could go down wi-fi could be slow you never know uh but um they've been testing this for years um and now it's at a pretty good spot i i think it's gonna go it's gonna be ready for big time so julia what if the umpire disagrees with what the robots sent him um, they can. I mean, right now, based on the data that I've seen, it is pretty accurate. It is pretty accurate. They can always do playback and everything. Um, but what I hear from, I mean, I haven't heard anything personally from an umpire, but I've heard from a lot of fans. They're like, well, I think they made the wrong call. And then later when they play it back, maybe in slow motion, they're like, no, it's actually the right call because the software needs to be incredibly well tested to put into use. And with any software and, and hardware, frankly, there are inputs, there are output, there are um, sensors that give inputs to a system. And and there are what's called the actuators that take the outputs from a system. And the primary inputs for the ABS, it, there are two things, basically. One is the pitch arc the path that the ball takes, you know, as it travels from the pitcher to the catcher. And number two, the location and the dimension of the strike zone. So the pitch data generated by this tracking system describes the path um, of the center of the ball. I actually had to look this up. So in the um, MLB rule book, it says a, a baseball is defined to have a radius of exactly 1.45 inches. And this is, I, I know it's not exactly that, but that's how they define it. So in this software, in this computer system, they assume it's 1.45 inches radius and it tracks the center of that ball. And, uh, that's something to keep in mind. The output is very simple, ball or strike, and that's what the home plate um, hears.
I was going to ask you if there had been any like pushback or any of the umpires were resentful, but now I'm thinking this makes the umpire's job very easy. Like they can very just easy. sit yeah. on a oh, chair back chair. there if they want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A few years ago, um, the umpires union, they were like, oh, we're going to be replaced. We'll first get replaced at the home plate and then we'll get replaced everywhere else. But eventually they came to agree to allow this technology at the major league level whenever it's ready. Um, everything around the home plate, I think it's bound to change. I, I mean, I'd still like to replace the umpires, though. I feel like if all you're doing is repeating something someone's telling you, maybe this opens the door to celebrity umpires or, you know, like mascot umpires, something like that, you know? Yeah, I think that'll help baseball to attract more fans. Why not? I mean, I, I know baseball, it's called America's pastime. But the truth is, you guys know it as well as I do. Um, the people, the number of people going to the ballparks, they've been declining. They've so just it, not been going up. So, so we, we need more more ways to attract fans to the ballparks. So it's been received okay by the umpires because less work for them, more accurate calls for them, which is fantastic. How has it been received by the players and the managers? Um, they do. Well, it depends on which way the most recent call went. (laughs) (laughs) So it it depends on how it went for them. Um, some fans, they say, oh my God, it's such a crime that all these years, some, and when I say fans, I mean, managers and players, they're like, oh my God, it's such a crime that these pitches that are several inch off the plate, several inches higher, several inches lower, um, they've, they've been called strikes. I, I don't know. I mean, let me ask you guys, how many times have you seen an ump who doesn't seem to know where the strike zone begins or ends? Uh, all the time. Yeah, they're yeah. making it up as they go along. Yes, right. and and I, I don't want to call any name, but one of my producer really wanted me to bring up one name, Angel Hernandez. Oh, oh my God. If, yeah, thank if any, you. If yeah. any of you care to give me an explanation of why he had a job for oh. so many years, I am intrigued because I don't know how that guy was around for so many years. Because he's um, making it up as he goes along, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. And he makes it all fun. about himself, Angel, right? Sometimes it is fun, but I, I will say um, empires, they, they have a hard job. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult job in, in many sports, not just this sport, referees, judges, empires, what, whatever you may call them, they are placed under a tremendous amount of pressure to make split second calls and their calls could you know eventually determine the outcome of the competition in baseball um from where the ump stands it's not that easy <laughs> to see everything accurately uh one of the ump's i i saw is joe west so you guys are more familiar Cowboy. with him than, than i he Cowboy said joe he, west yeah he said and i will quote he said it's always somebody else's fault when they lose and it's usually us. It's always the ups people blame. Sometimes they, they do feel their job is impossible. I would want to give them some help if possible. Could we do something where we have like an Angel Hernandez game every day where one ballpark, the, the algorithm is all skewed and it just wow. calls random pitches, random Love things. Yeah. And then we could just call it the Angel Hernandez game. Like, could, mm. we, could we then maybe make it, you know, intertwined with the umpires? I'm biased. I want to say yes. Because I think that would be super entertaining. 
Um, I, I want to have the regular major league, minor league games where we do everything normally. And then I want to have the Angel game where everything is screwed up. I would watch that. I would watch and that. And you don't know it's the Angel Hernandez game until after yeah. the first pitch. Yeah. You're like, oh, they call oh, that. We're like, of right. course. We're, it right. won't take more than a pitch, Hernandez though, I guarantee it. <laughs> um, I, I read, um, this was, uh, I believe it was H- HBO Real Sports. Um, they reported that uh, empires, they were usually, like their accuracy is in the high 80s, like 87, 88, 89% accurate. And so that's basically getting one out of every eight balls wrong. Yeah. They, they, they get it wrong one out of eight. Um, that add up, they tallied it, like that adds up to about 30,000 mistakes every single year. Um, there were empires that I, I heard them saying themselves that according to the standard of the league or how they were judged by, they're more like high 90s, 96, 97, 98% accurate. But the point is, there is still that margin of error. There is still that human error. We can't really blame them because everybody is human. We are not robots. We're going to make mistakes. Um, but in this case, if we modify this empire's job, we rely on technology. It's just more accurate. I like the idea that Mikey kind of came up with where like you have this glitchy robot that's just calling rogue pitches. <laughs> but what if we did it so that people wouldn't get mad at inconsistency? So like in a strike zone, usually you'll see like nine squares, right? Like in the middle, you know, inside, outside, whatever, high, low. What if around the strike zone, there's, you know, these nine squares are going to be strikes, but you don't know which nine until the game's going on. Now, every time you hit one of those squares, it's a strike, but you don't know which ones they are until the game starts, but it will be consistent the entire game. How do you feel about that, Julia? I feel fine. I mean, I, 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 okay. So every time I go to a baseball game, I have fun anyway, because I'm, I'm there with my friends. It doesn't matter how slow the game used to be. I mean, it's who getting wins, a who loses, now, it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just there having a good time, but that's something I could potentially find entertaining. You should Ooh. pitch that. You should pitch that. You should well, pitch that. I like that you like this because we have other ideas of how to make baseball okay. more entertaining. It's moving quickly now, but how yeah, about right. this? We were thinking, you know, the warning track along the outfield wall. Uh-huh. What if instead of just dirt, it was a trampoline so you could jump <laughs> higher to try to rob home runs? It's a good idea. Julia likes that. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. I, I can do that. I, I can jump on a trampoline. I could potentially yeah. play it. All right. But there do you, you like that idea? Yeah, I do. Look, where I think the biggest weak link in the middle of all this, it's not really, you know, getting the traditionalist mad. It's not losing that entertainment component. I think the biggest weak link is the interface, is at the interface where you choose to batter. Mm. Because in in the middle of this console, there is an interface the ballpark operator or manager will physically like select a player because uh, somebody short like um Altuve he's like my height he's like five six right he's gonna have a different strike zone than somebody like um how tall is Aaron Judge I think he's five uh, six seven something like that yeah he's huge so they would have different strike zones and if you choose the wrong player oh my god everything is gonna be wrong that's where Hmm. I see the weak link is um, as far as I know, there really isn't a program as of yet to f- to recognize, oh, who is this person with facial recognition technology? That could be done, but it's just not being considered at this point. Julie, um, have, have there been any actual glitches? Like, have there been real glitches? Like maybe the, the system's not working, so it's not getting to the umpire. Has that happened at all? 
Um, not since it came up to the minor league. Of course, over the years, there have been so many glitches, so many glitches, because in um, I believe it was July, July 2019, when the MLB, they first introduced this system um, with the it was the Atlantic League. They were starting to test it. And uh, that year, correct me if I'm wrong, the design and the testing of this ABS system, they won the uh, league an award. It was called the Sports Techie Award for Innovation um, of the Year Award for the potential to transform this fundamental thing in this sport. Um, but it was glitchy then, and it was glitchy before then. Um, it, in a way, it, it was... I believe like 2017, 2016, there were empires that were complaining, oh my God, the system missed like 500 calls a month. And when I say they missed 500 calls, I don't mean they called them wrong. They just didn't call them at all. Mm. They just didn't know what to call. Because look, a system doesn't help anybody, anybody, if it makes half of the calls perfectly, but misses the other (laughs) half. The key is accuracy right here, guys. So back then, it was glitchy left and right. But eventually, it worked the kinks out. Um, We lost some years, a a couple years of data, you know, during COVID. Um, If you didn't have enough data, of course, it would be difficult to train the system. Um, But eventually, it got to a pretty good spot. And I haven't seen any major, I haven't seen any glitch when it started to work its way in the minor. How long before you think we see it in the majors? A year. I mean, I think it's pretty much ready. I think it's more about going through the paperwork, just making sure everybody is emotionally ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm sure there are people, and I've heard from other baseball fans, my my friends, you know, some people I chat with online, and they're like, no, 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 I I don't want this. They've been around for 150 years (laughs) to break up fights. I love them fight. I love them arguing. I love the managers arguing with them. I love the players ready to hit them. Um, they, They see that as the entertainment. Uh, but I, I think once they get over that, um, it, it'll be ready for big time. Uh, Julia Sun is with us. This is really fascinating to me. Um, it, like, like for real. And how do you think it's going to be received in the majors? Like by umps, by players, by managers? Do you think it'll be received well? Um, I think by umps, they, they are ready. They, they are ready. I mean, they know it's coming. They know they have to work with it. Uh, by players, um, well, I'm not a player, so you got you guys play. Um, but I think it's gonna change the way some of the players train, especially the catcher, especially the catcher. Um, why, why do you say that? I mean the, I mean it, it, the framing is a fine art, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> you, you, yes. you can, but now you can, it's not needed. Yeah, it's right. not needed anymore. It's not needed anymore. So you have to rethink. If you're a catcher, you have to think about this whole way of training. Okay, I'm not going to be able to manipulate the ump site or or you know opinion in any way anymore because it's a robot. Eh? So <laughs> what am I going to focus on next? Uh, that's something they will just have to figure out. But I think in time, they will develop another training routine and it will just feel second nature to them. What if someone hacks the robot to cheat? 
That's always, always, always a possibility, always a possibility. Then I think hell will break loose. It's the case that I I brought up earlier. If, you know, some a hacker comes up into hacks into the system and say, oh, this is the batter when you select another batter, Mm. then, of course, the system is going to go wrong. Um, We will have to battle that. Um, I, I do not know what MLB or the um, companies they're working with are developing on the cybersecurity front, but that's a real concern, guys. So if you want to argue balls and strikes, you're a manager, who do you come out and argue with? Do yeah. you start yelling at the machines, the computers? Do you sure, like in tennis, for example, in tennis, for example, I've seen some players and they just like run across the court. They're like, Hawkeye is wrong, guys. You know, they barely speak English. <laughs> they barely speak English, but they got that line, Hawkeye is wrong. <laughs> they don't agree with the line judging. Uh, I see that happening in baseball once we implement this robot at, you know, around the home plate 100%. Yeah, I, I see that scene. So that could be another form of entertainment uh, yes. for those traditionalists out there who are lamenting, oh, my God, I don't see them arguing anymore. No, there will always be disagreement. There will always be disagreement. Can there be a physical robot on the field that doesn't do anything, just exists to get yelled at or pushed over, unplugged or something? Right, I mean, I would like seconds. to have a, I yeah. would like to have an R two D two or Wally or yeah. a kind of robot just to be there as a mascot anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. I'm in for that. <laughs> Uh, you're in for fun, it seems like, Julia. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. all about, fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, look, I, I did like when, you know, the, the pitch clock was put into place. I felt like, yes, that's been, like, the made the game go faster. Um, I, I think before it was like, you know, three hours, 10 minutes. This is like the average major league game. Um, the spring training data I read, it shaved down about 20-something minutes. Um, so now it's more like 235, 240. That's like, you know, three episodes of um, Netflix <laughs> that I binge watch. That's bearable um, if I'm watching the game itself. Um, so I think all this technology, these kind of technology, they are the cure-all to the pace of the play. Um, they are the cure-all to the problem that baseball is losing audience. It's a way to get people back to the ballpark and enjoy something that we all like. All right, Julia, this is uh this has been fascinating. We appreciate it. I love your energy. I Thank love you. your spirit. Uh <laughs> and I love that you like to have fun because we're yeah. all about having fun on this yeah. show. Okay? I mean, if I'm in Miami, um I would love to go to a game with you guys, whether it's basketball or another game or baseball or something. You guys are local. I don't know the Miami area that well. I go I go there once a year. I go there okay. once a year. I, yeah. I think Billy just raised his hand saying he would love to attend yeah, the, the baseball. More the game. Merrier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mike, and you then, can take you to a Yankee game. He's in New York. I don't go to yeah. Marlins yeah. games. Oh, you're in. Okay. Bill, you're in New York. Okay. Yeah. But Billy yeah. does. I'm in New you, York. I'm I'm in Manhattan. So okay. you know, usually. Oh, that's your yeah. Yankees. Yeah. Mets but I, I look. I'm from the Bay Area in California. Uh, yeah. I'm from the yeah. Bay Area. Yeah. Wait. Do you think we could see this technology extend past balls and strikes, meaning on a, on a bang bang play? Do you think the robots will start calling it? Check swings. Yeah. Um, eventually, I don't think it's going to happen in the, like two or three years. I don't see that happening. Um, but what I do see the robots do is basically what, what's happening in other sports like basketball is these robots or they call them Hawkeye technology. Basically, they can track the position of every player in real time. Mm. Therefore, after the game, 
if you are the analytical type, the number cruncher like me, you can look, oh, where has everybody been? Uh, how fast does this person run? It, it's no different than when um, it was 2017-ish since then, all the ballparks in America, major league ballparks in America, they were outfitted with camera to detect velocity. So we know from that time, every single year, velocity, pitch velocity, they've been going up by maybe a mile per year. So it used to be like 95, now it's closer to 97. Um, we, we would get that kind of data year over year. And the more data we get, the more information the front office could potentially have when they pick out players, when they decide who to sign, who to trade, all sorts of things. So it opens a wide range of possibilities. How is it possible that we found the technology to replace umpires, but in Oakland, there's still a possum infestation inside one of the I press know. boxes? Oh my God. They so can't I figure could, out how to get them out of there. I couldn't believe when that happened. Um, I went to a, on a different show to talk about how the Aces are relocating to Vegas. And I, I just couldn't believe what I saw. It was like, you know, there are 8 million people, about 8 million people live in the Bay Area. And uh, one of the games only 3,000 people went to the game. That's amazing. I can tell you some of my friends from the Bay Area, they they, they used to wear an Ace t-shirt. They, I, I can tell you they some of their fondest childhood memories involve that ballpark. And right. it, it, yeah, but but it's it's just no longer that. Um, I don't know how they didn't get their act together. It was, there was a fun side. So during during COVID-19, their ballpark, the, the outside, the parking structure, the parking lot of their ballpark, it was turned into just like every other stadium and, and sporting um, venue. They were turned into COVID-19 testing sites, right? Um, and uh, since then, a couple of colonies of cats <laughs> took over, right? Oh. So on the upside, there are no rats. Well, are the cats testing yeah. people still or did they shut it down? I no. They were not testing people. They were just there oh. to hang out. They like with That's all the great. cats. They think they own the place. You are the visitors. Well, I'm the visitor. Okay. Got like it. they own the place, bar none. Like you guys are on my turf just doing this swab. What whatever it is, fancy stuff that you do, but get out at the end of the day. It's their turf. Um, so that the only upside that I could think of is there are no rats, but there is still a possum running around in the broadcaster's booth. Um, that would have been fun if I if I were there. Um I, I wish I was there. <laughs> All right, uh, Julia, this has been fun. Let us know when you're down here. You and Billy have a date to a yeah. Marlins game, okay? Yeah, that I sounds mean, good. Okay, if you want yeah. to see uh, just how few people can go to a baseball game, you'll see yeah. it right down here in yeah. Miami, all right? Yeah, call me hey. Call me whenever. Um, oh, I mean, I, I, hey. I cover everything where what, what I call sports and uh, humanities intersect. Um, technology of sports, uh, what athletes are up to, which po politicians they donate to, um, team owners, business endeavors, all, all sorts of things that involve sports. Because I, I'm not, I, I didn't grow up watching sports. Um, don't. Who's Tom judge. Brady donate yeah. money to? Tell us right now. Who? <laughs> oh, he, I mean, he, he. Well, he's not that open about it. He, I will say, he lost a lot of money in Bitcoin. He's, oh, okay. He lost a lot of money in Bitcoin. Um, okay. And I, at one point, that this is half conspiracy theory, it's my speculation only, um, that maybe he came out of retirement because he lost too much. Um, wow. And wow. th that is only my speculation. I, I don't have a source. 
<laughs> on that because the time the timing if you look at the timing if yeah. you look at the the trajectory of bitcoin and if you look at you know when hints of retirement oh never mind oops uh, <laughs> the, the timing was was suspicious hmm. um but you yeah. love speculation no you're fantastic yeah. uh, do you think yeah. he's going to come back Brady? Yeah. yeah good question yeah good question i mean i i don't know how he will do as an analyst i don't really see forget him. about analysts i mean as a quarterback for the yeah. raiders what do you think Maybe one I more mean, it's go. possible. I think right. it's possible. I think right. it's possible if he needs the money. I mean, I mean, he gets paid so much money. He has paid so much money, even after taxes and agency. He has paid so much money, and and he still got it. I think. Okay. Um, after all these seasons. So I think we would like to have you on again. I just want to okay. like throw out players. You tell us where they're making political contributions and That's talk fine. to you about uh, talk That's to you about fine. the sale of the Washington yeah. Commanders. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about Washington Commanders. Um. I will come back. I, I mean, I, I did spend some time covering Jeff Bezos and, uh, oh. you know, he, he was interested. He was interested in, in the commanders and he was obviously he would be the most deep pocketed buyer being, mm. you know, close to number one on the Forbes list of world's richest billionaire. But mm. how come he did not buy them in mm. the end? There there are possible reasons that we can talk about. Okay, uh, that's yeah. a great tease. All right, we're yeah. going to tease that for God Bless Football. It's, a, it's one of the uh, one million uh, podcasts that we host, yeah. okay? Yeah. Awesome, yeah. All right. Uh, Julia, this has been great. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate your energy, your yeah. information. You. Uh, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And a little yeah. speculation. I love that. Yeah, a little speculation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I'll see you guys next time. So guys, you know what I was thinking? What? We should do an episode uh, with Julia and our friend Drew Millard. Yes! We had Drew on a couple weeks ago to talk about golf. Remember Drew? Yeah, I do remember his, Drew. Yes. His book about it saving his life. Yeah. Golf saved his life. He, uh, yes, he was. Drew, Drew was fine. Like, I think. Well, I feel like you and Drew are really close, kindred spirits, similar personalities. So? Drew, I, I don't know. You're, you know, you and Drew seem to get along. You're a bit quirky. Um, in a good way, Billy. In the most loving way, positive way. These are positive things I'm saying about you guys. Hmm. Um, but I don't I did, know about I did, that. Well, I, listen, I had Drew come back for, for Wyndham Clark. I mean, he joined us. That was weird. That was that was Mikey. It's a weird show, Billy. <laughs> yeah, Mikey. Uh, I need to tell you something, and when I tell you, I need to tell you something. I also already told you this the first time we recorded an outro. Yeah, but I'm going to pretend to be just as surprised this time. So go okay, ahead. good. Okay, good. So <laughs> tell me, Billy. We had a mutual friend, uh, Drew and I, in Charlie Hume, and after after the interview, Charlie texted me and goes, "Are you guys doing a golf podcast with Drew?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Do guys promise Drew that you're going to do a golf podcast with him?" <laughs> I go, wait, what's this now? Um, and I thought that he just meant that we invited him back on to do the interview. Uh, and then he explained to me, no, Stugatz, I guess, because I wasn't in for the whole Wyndham Clark thing. Stugatz promised Drew uh, that he could do God bless golf with him. And Drew believed him. I, I Yeah, I mean, take a number. There's yeah. there's a lot of God blesses that are waiting to get to get off and going. It's on Drew. Yeah. What is on Drew? 
I told you this the first time around when you weren't recording. Okay. What's on you believing you? Yes. <laughs> and Charlie. I gotta be honest with you. Listen, Drew, I understand, but once it reaches Charlie's level and Charlie's phone, he should have t- rather than ask you, he just said Drew, it's not happening. Okay. That, that's, Drew, that's real cute. He, that's he probably true. It. Yeah. Yeah. Did he also tell you he was going to introduce you to Aaron Rodgers? Damn, we didn't play true or false. Wait, did he tell you that? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you tell Mike no. you were going to introduce him no, to Aaron Rodgers? For, for the longest time, Stu promised everybody we had on that he was going to have him on with Aaron Rodgers. Ah. Uh, it was it was a good it was a good six months of interviews where he's like, "You like Aaron? You know, I'm friends with him, so like, we'll have you on. We'll have Aaron on." Who do you most Cody, Cody Zeller? Cody Zeller was one that you said you were going to have on with him. I did. Uh, there was a couple of a couple of writers. He did it with Chris Jericho, also the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually introduced Jericho to Aaron Rodgers. That actually happened. Okay. Uh, it didn't. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. Listen, I got a lot of fun times coming up here. Summer's coming up. I have Dead and Company shows. I have lacrosse celebrations. I have March Madness. So much fun coming up, and I'm going to do it all with friends, family, and ice cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.